Welcome to Be Ye Hearers. It's a podcast of St. James's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It's great to be standing back in this pulpit and to look in your faces and to celebrate this fourth Sunday of Easter with you in your midst. There's always a lot going on here, and today's no exception. Happy Mother's Day, Children's Choir, Special Cantata, real deep thanks to Mark and Virginia, all those people that make this possible. All the choir mothers and choir fathers who no doubt drove the cars to get the kids here and back. It, uh, apparently, the suggestion was made earlier this week that we could forego the sermon this morning. <laughs> I don't get many chances to preach, and I was emphatic in my unwillingness to give this up. But we'll try to get you out here in time for your brunch uh, reservations. The lessons for this Sunday call out for our reflection. First lesson tells us the story of Peter, devoted disciple, talking about a woman of the church, evidently a seamstress of some reputation. When she died and they prepared the body, before Peter was answered the call, he was told to come quickly. Tabitha, our Dorcas has died. Come quick. Some things don't change. We have a number of faithful women who take care of our altar, who grace our table with flowers, adjust the pyramids, if you'll notice they are just right, and the silver is properly aligned and polished. If anything happened to one of these people and we were called, we would be there. We would not hesitate, we would come our prayers might not have the same restorative effect that Peter evoked in his moment, but the church community would do all that it could to recognize these people's contributions to our community. Then there's today's psalm. It is noted in the church calendar that this is Good Shepherd Sunday, our chance to read that significant psalm, scripture, how many times have you heard it read at a graveside? A true comfort to those of us who've lost loved ones. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We're invited to fear no evil, to join at the table that has been spread our sheepdogs, goodness and mercy will always be with us. And we and those who mourn will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Finally, there's this gospel. First reading, this seems to be a simple text. Jesus and his disciples out walking in the temple on a winter's day. They've escaped from the crowds. They're enjoying the majesty of the temple. It's a holiday, Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights. It's one of those few times in history that we know exactly where Jesus was 
on what day he was in that temple. Seems simple enough, but when you get deeper into the text, you discover there was more going on here. We should probably come with, <laughs> the gospel should have come with one of those warnings that says that we see at the seven o'clock news each evening. Some of the images in this report may be uncomfortable and some of the audience, in other words, turn off the volume or turn down the story. This festival, the festival of lights, was created to remind the people of God of a horrible time in their history, a time when the country of Israel had been captured by the Syrian army. The king was a man named Atticus during the years between 175 and 164 BC, he had been defeated by the Romans and his ego was bruised. So he attempted then to eliminate the Jewish religion in Israel, to install a Greek philosophy. He had 80,000 Jews slaughtered, sent more into slavery, took all the money that the temple had and as a last effort, he profaned the temple by sacrificing animals that were considered unclean. One man working out his will on a group of other people. It's okay. <laughs> he went too far. A group of Jewish fighters rose up. Judas Maccabeus and his brothers, they restored the power of the kingdom. They made the temple a center of the nation and of their faith. Jesus and his disciples were walking in the temple in celebration of that victory, that restoration. But now it was 200 years later and the Israelites were again suppressed, this time by the Roman government by the emperor, by Herod, who controlled their every move and taxed them almost to the point of starvation. The people of God, when this text was written, were looking for a Messiah. Who will save us from servanthood? Who will restore our power in the world? Well, here we are 2,000 years later from the relative comfort and safety of our homes, the glow of television in the evening, the morning report of bombings and death on that porch of the temple 2,000 years ago, a group of the temple leadership come to Jesus and ask, are you the Messiah? Tell us. It's not a friendly conversation. It's a political question. It's a desperate search for eternal power. God does not come out with a direct answer. Jesus doesn't. When John the Baptist asked the same question as he sat in prison awaiting his own death, are you the one? Should we look for someone else? Jesus does answer him. Go tell John what you see and hear. The blind have sight, the dead are raised up, the deaf hear, the wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. The burdened and the battered 
will be freed. Ultimately, Jesus answers with his own life. We're in the fourth week of the Easter season, and when we say with hope and great joy, Christ is risen, it is an answer to that question. Are you the one? Should we look for another? The answer that Jesus gave in the past, that he gives us today, is an invitation to live out the call of discipleship. Like Tabitha, like Dorcas, when Peter came to her, they invited her to get up. No doubt she went back to making robes, so serving those people in the community. When we join in saying the 23rd Psalm, we are reminded that we are not alone. We're invited to the table to walk through the valley of the shadows, to fear no evil. And when we experienced or do experience mean spiritness in this world, we're called to stand against it, to hold out hope. Our hearts go out to those on the brink of death. Our hopes are there for these young voices who remind us of the spirit in our midst. Our hope is for a better world where the blind see and the deaf hear, where the dead are raised up. Are you the one? Should we look for someone else? The answer is right here. The answer is we are the one. Amen. Amen. Peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Ye Hearers. For our full worship service, go to doers.org slash live. To learn more about St. James's, go to doers.org. We hope you've been touched by the Holy Spirit today. We look forward to being your companion on your spiritual journey.